On today's show, lawsuits from patent trolls against automakers have exploded. You're not going to believe who wants to buy Pininfarina and why the UAW better be ready to do some serious horse trading. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for March 25th of 2015. Pininfarina may be the best-known independent design firm in the world. And all you Tifosi know that Pininfarina is something of a design factory for Ferrari. But now Bloomberg reports that Indian automaker Mahindra is close to buying Pininfarina. No other details are known at this point, but the news sent Pininfarina shares up 10%. Italian companies are turning into juicy targets for takeovers. Reuters reports that ChemChina will buy Pirelli in a $7.7 billion deal. The weak euro means these companies can be snapped up at bargain prices. Automakers and suppliers have seen an explosion in lawsuits from patent trolls. A report titled Patent-Related Trends in the Automotive Industry by Brinks, Gilson, and Lyon, one of the largest intellectual property law firms in the U.S., shows that lawsuits from non-practicing entities, NPEs, also known as trolls, has turned into a major disruption. Since 2008, there's been a 300% increase in automotive patent litigation, from 51 lawsuits in 2008 to 205 in 2013. It cites a Swiss NPE, which filed nearly as many patent infringement cases against automakers within seven days in 2013 as the top manufacturers and suppliers combined filed in the last six years. Steve Oberholzer, a partner with the firm, says, and I quote, the new frontier in auto industry litigation appears to be battling NPEs and pressure continues to mount on policymakers to provide the industry with some relief from NPE lawsuits. Car sharing is becoming ever more popular, so giant German supplier Continental and the Belgian company Deleteren are forming a joint venture called OTA Keys that will offer virtual car keys to fleet operators. Say you want to rent a car. You would reserve one with your smartphone, and then OTA Keys sends a digital encrypted file to your smartphone. You then use that virtual car key via Bluetooth to get into the car. Currently, OTA Keys only unlocks and locks doors and starts the car, but in the future, it could be used to transmit favorite radio stations or even seat preferences. The service starts in Europe, but will go to Asia and America as well. Coming up next, Jaguar unveils a new XF, but can you spot the new one? Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. In case you missed it, Jaguar's all-new XF performed its high-wire act yesterday across London's Canary Wharf. The exterior design of the car hasn't changed all that much from the previous one, but you may notice a reworked front and rear fascia. It's two inches longer, and thanks to an aluminum-intensive architecture, it was able to drop up to 420 pounds. 
Power comes from a host of gasoline and diesel engines with range-topping forced induction V6s of each type. Inside, there is a new driver's instrument cluster and JLR's all-new in-control touch pro infotainment system, which features a 10-inch touchscreen that can be split to display something different to the driver and to the passenger. The all-new Jaguar XF makes its public debut at next week's New York Auto Show. Coming up next, the UAW is great at telling everyone what it wants, but what is it willing to give up? For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. UAW delegates are in Detroit this week to plot their strategy on a new labor contract with General Motors, Ford, and FCA. We're hearing a lot about what they want, but what we're not hearing is what they're willing to trade off. As we showed you yesterday, the Detroit automakers still have higher labor costs than all the transplants except the Mercedes plant in Alabama. The Detroit 3's labor costs are still up to $10 an hour higher than Toyota's and Nissan's. Even so, the UAW wants a raise, better benefits, and the elimination of the entry-level wage. Even though legacy UAW workers have not had a raise in 10 years, they have received lump sum payments and profit sharing. Ford workers, for example, have earned $30,000 in profit sharing in just the last four years, so they are making a lot more money than they did a decade ago. Nonetheless, the workers should share in the prosperity that they have helped to generate. The trick is to increase compensation without making the car companies uncompetitive. And here's my AutoLine insight. The union should push for more profit sharing, and it should be willing to have its workers paid in stock and options, just like top management. After all, if Wall Street is reaping most of the riches of America's resurgence, why not give a little bit of Wall Street to blue-collar workers? I think that's the fastest way to bridge the gap in income inequality. And if the union wants to have the automakers give up their entry-level wage, commonly called Tier 2, then they better be ready to do some serious horse trading. The automakers would love to offload their pension obligation and replace it with a 401k. I think something could be worked out like the Viva which offloaded the automakers' health care obligations. Taking those pension obligations off the books would produce an instant boost in the stock price of each car company. And if workers were getting some of that stock, some of their sacrifice would go right into their pockets. The point is, there are points of mutual benefits that each party can reach by being flexible, creative, and keeping an eye on staying competitive. Anyway, that's my take on the situation, and that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.